Engage is a call to action, a challenge to make a difference, an imperative to serve, a directive to be the church, advancing the kingdom and transforming our city. And now the host of Engage, Gene Hildebrand. Hi, this is Gene Hildebrand, the host of the show, and I have uh, want to thank you for uh, taking the time to listen in today. I know that this is uh, an investment of your time, and we want to assure you that we're going to give you a good return on your investment. Uh, we do that by uh, bringing in some some very interesting, uh, intriguing, and even awe-inspiring individuals, Christian leaders in our community, uh, to share with you their stories, testimonies, uh, ministries, and uh, to inform you about what God is doing in our city. Uh, today's guest is uh, Mr. Mel Fetchner of His Bridge Builders, uh, located uh, in what was formerly the Wheatley Courts area, now the East Meadows area on the east side of San Antonio. Welcome, Mel. Thank you, Gene. It's great to be here. Absolutely. It's been a while since we've had a chance to sit down and visit. It's good to be back with you again. Amen. Thank you. <clears throat> we, uh, we've shared uh, on a number of occasions, and I feel like uh, uh, we, we share a heart mm-hmm. uh, for uh, our city yes. and uh, for the kingdom. And, uh, and in your case, especially the east side of San Antonio. And uh, uh, we all, I think, are, are somewhat aware of the uh, levels of, of crime and violence and uh, unrest and uh, turmoil in our families and homes on the east side of San Antonio. And your ministry is located just at the epicenter, if you will, of that uh, tell us a little bit about how His Bridge Builders came to into being and, and some of the things that you're doing there. Well, the ministry started about 20 years ago in Dallas. Uh, it started with my brother and a uh, single mom. Uh, he was My brother was mentoring uh, Velma. That was uh, his friend's name. Went to church together, and her son, Ramon, was being discipled by my brother, and he was killed in a drive-by shooting, and that really galvanized my brother to get involved and think, you know, these were things uh, that he had just witnessed that weren't prevalent in his neighborhood. And so he started the ministry in Dallas and it expanded to other cities. We were one of them. And so we started here about 10 years ago, my parents with uh, Community Bible and some other folks. And uh, it's continued on with a number of churches that support uh, both with prayer and volunteers and finances. And uh, I believe it's a local mission work. So I'm really a local missionary. Um, and to me, local missions is just as much about the church as it is a neighborhood. Uh, I believe that the transformation is both uh, in the ones who go serve. When you think of the Gospels, those were written by uh, several of those were written by the disciples of Christ. So, you know, Luke, of course, gathered information. But the others were witnessing and testifying about how God was changing them and how they saw others being changed as they walk with him. So. Mm. It's just as much about us being changed as a neighborhood, but we've been there about 10 years, and uh, we're just thankful for the the uh, Church of San Antonio and many others that help us do the work every day. Amen. Uh, you really, that's, a, that's an interesting point that you raise, that when we're obedient to go 
and minister to others, making disciples uh, of others in our community, that one of the recipients of that is we ourselves. Absolutely. Uh, that we are changed. Sure. We are transformed through the uh, uh, work or the ministry right. that we're engaged in. You think about the feeding of the 5,000. Um, the disciples saw all those people get fed. The ones who got fed just saw their neighbors, but they uh, they watched the whole crowd get fed. So I'm sure it was transformative for them just as much as it was uh, the others, but they saw it firsthand. They knew where the food came from. They knew the challenge Christ had given them, and they saw him pray and multiply it. So mm. when you go serve, you see both perspectives because you know it's God sending you out and he's at work and I tell people if you want to see the Lord of the harvest uh, go out to the harvest field and you'll see the the Lord of the harvest it's the same one in the Bible amen amen the other thing that you mentioned that I find uh, interesting is uh, you described yourself as a community missionary I think you said uh, I, I would I would call that an urban mission sure uh, ur- urban missionary yes uh, <clears throat> but urban missionaries are missionaries sure just as much as foreign missionaries are missionaries sure. right man well yeah. interesting enough i started overseas doing some work in Romania and ukraine and ended up here so mm-hmm. it's it's really the same the culture and language may be a little different but the the need for the gospel the need especially we focus in urban areas of poverty poverty looks the same everywhere it's just different degrees but Amen, they all need the gospel and they need jobs and pieces put back in their lives yeah to, to or be put it another way you say darkness is darkness sure. right yeah and then when the light comes <laughs> in it changes it yes yeah, amen well you know i uh, <clears throat> i i just find it uh, impactful that you are you are located just directly across the street literally across the street from what was formerly the Wheatley Courts uh, area, uh, which was renowned, I think, as being one of the roughest and uh, most violent uh, uh, areas of San Antonio. Uh, And of course, the city has since uh, uh, restored that area, literally tore it all down and built it from the ground up into a very beautiful uh, area now called East Meadow. But I have to believe that it was the, the, in part due to the work that you all were doing and the prayers that were going up and the outreach that was taking place uh, that that caused that to come about. I I certainly believe that's the case, and uh, I can uh, speak that as uh, the funds were coming in, I remember uh, meeting with Ivy Taylor in uh, the Wheatley Courts before we got the money. And just by faith, telling her the money was coming because God was doing a work. And, of course, if you look at, uh, I follow the book of Nehemiah a lot and what we do because we're trying to rebuild a part of the city. Uh, we should not forget, Nehemiah got uh, literally a letter from the king, which is basically a check, uh, to go to the treasury and get help to do whatever he needed to do. So I just believe that God was going to move, that he doesn't waste our effort and that he was going to move uh, these resources into our neighborhood. We were one of only five cities in the country that got the educational grant, but we were the only city in the country that got both of these grants and, and others. So a lot of hard work, a lot of good folks from the city and different agencies, United Way. But at the end of the day, I just said, I believe God's going to do it because mm-hmm. that's the way he moves things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he did. Yes. And, he, <laughs> and he's still moving and there's still yes. a momentum and there's, uh, you know, not only has the, the apartment changed and it, it's, it's just beautiful apartments, and there's a different uh, 
mix of folks there from a little bit more diversity, especially in the economic mm-hmm. realm. But um, back then in the early days, uh, you know, I prayed for more workers. And I believe the more you're doing the work, the more you'll do what the Lord said and pray for workers. So now not only do we have a few more workers in our own ministry, but there's other ministries we're partnered with uh, that are just right beside us. So we have a Calvary Chapel uh uh, church plant that meets in our building, uh, incredible folks uh, that we love there. We have a, a neighbor called uh, S.A. Heels that does incredible work over there. Uh, so the Lord has sent not only workers in our organization, but also co-laborers of the gospel that are just incredible yeah, I mean, people I, to I do I want to say partners, yes. right? Well, mean, they, people to just yeah. at, literally come sure. alongside well, of we're you literally, and work side We're by literally side. neighbors or the church meets in our building, and we're just we're friends, we're kingdom um, they're incredible folks, and uh, just love having those other, uh, as Philippians says, there's a joy in the partnership of the gospel. These are truly uh, partners that are also part of this process of uh, literally being the transformative agent, because without the gospel, uh, without Christ, nothing is really going to take place of any substance. So as we've been discussing, uh, uh, His Bridge Builders has been engaged in community outreach uh, since its very inception, doing the kinds of things that you would expect a community outreach to do, distributing clothes, food, you know, and those kinds of things, in addition to uh, going out door-to-door, ministering to people, uh, uh, sharing the gospel, and those kinds of things. But you've also done some things that I think are not just atypical of a community outreach. And one of those things that I think is has always been very successful for you mm-hmm. uh, is hosting a kind of uh, uh, neighborhood block party. Sure. Uh, so tell us about how you've used that to, to uh, expand your reach. Well, what we do is uh, normally every month we have a, a community outreach, and, and it really expands the reach in two ways. Bridge Builders is about bringing things together that are normally separated. So it gives the church an opportunity, if they have a missions department, if they don't, to partner with something that's already ongoing. They can just plug in, whether it's uh, one person or a group of 20. We always have uh, somebody um, bring praise and worship music. We have somebody present the gospel or testimony, and then we normally have clothes and food and some theme like uh, Father's Day we gave away gift cards Uh, we had a grant from HEB so we gave the fathers a gift card to go to HEB and that type of thing Uh, the next block put will be on the 18th of November and uh, Community Bible helps us buy um, turkeys Fortress Church is buying canned goods and we're going to give away uh, basically a turkey meal that someone could take home and cook for their family as well as the gospel Christmas we'll give away Christmas presents but that's kind of our monthly outreach and we also take volunteers to just go knock on doors and invite people. Um, So it's one of our regular, consistent things that the neighborhood knows kind of where we're at. We'll be doing it. And then, amazingly enough, one of the residents who uh, moved back in the area after they finished uh, uh, the development of East Meadows uh, asked her, well, why do you want to come back? And she said, well, I like the block parties. And I thought, wow, I I never would have. That's not our purpose. but But it is all about relationships. I was shocked that that was one of the reasons she wanted to come back was because she liked hanging out with her neighbors and having a party. Every well, month, and there's so. it, it does form that sense of community sure. again, you know, a feeling of community where people know one another and their neighbors and they right. support one another and they 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 connect with one another and all of those kinds of things. Well, in the early church, they prayed, they preached, we do that, and then they broke bread and they fellowship. So it really is a church service in a yeah, sense. Yeah. And it's people from all over the city who are believers coming and 
uh, being the church there in a community, some of them live there and some drive in from different places. And normally at a block party, what I love is we'll probably have 10 to 20 local assemblies represented, whether it's a group or one person that comes once a year or every, every month. So it's a beautiful collection of believers, and there's a whole really church down there that forms up for those uh, such a time as this. Now, your father and mother work in the ministry as well, right? Yes. And uh, they're, they're uh, very active Yes, they are, and uh, it's a blessing to have my parents uh, do just a whole bunch of work. My dad is 81 and my mom's 80, so uh, I don't give anybody an excuse. If you're breathing and you can walk or uh, talk, <laughs> if they can do it, yeah, you can you're, too. Right? You're eligible to come serve with us, or I, I tell people I don't care where you want to serve, what you want to do. Uh, you can come serve with us, or I know lots of incredible ministries across the city. I'll help you get plugged in, or we can even look at starting something. And a lot of what we do was started by somebody coming out to a block party or after-school program, and then they developed uh, a ministry that God put on their heart, and we just facilitated it by giving them a time and a space to do that. Mm-hmm. The other thing, you know, that I think you, uh, you is obvious when you look at the needs, uh, maybe especially on the east side, but uh, uh, certainly on the east side, is, is the... Uh, challenges that children have where education is concerned. Sure. Uh, and and I think that uh, the education system classifies many of those children as at-risk students because of the environment that right. they're growing up in and the lack of support at home that they get, the lack of tutoring and mentoring that they receive. And uh, I, I think it's just incredible that his bridge builders uh, recognize that need and then followed through to do something very tangible with the creation of Mike's house. You actually have a home mm-hmm. that is committed to a, as a tutoring center uh, for children to come to after school and to get help. And uh, tell us a little bit about that facility and the work that's being done there. Sure. We uh, we finished that facility. A lot of people uh, gave resource and time and, and uh, their talents to build it. It's kind of built like a habitat home, beautiful home. And I tell people one of the reasons we have a lot of kids is because it's a safe place. I mean, I have uh, one family I could think of that has several children that this summer the house really is probably condemned that they live in they had no electricity so they had no light no air conditioning in the middle of summer and i thought well if you had the choice of going home to that or coming to a nice brightly lit air conditioned house um that you did have to do a little work in because we make Mm -hmm. them do work year round during the school year they do homework and during the summer we read because if you can't read it's kind of even have a few snacks available yes that that's true we got food (laughs) there i tell them in all labor there is profit they're learning that um but we want them to be able to read because you need to be able to read the bible as well as your school work and and just just to get along in life so we we uh been running uh close to 60 youth we we hit about 75 about a week and a half ago and now we're looking at trying to Expand. We need more workers. So if you're available Monday through Thursday, 3.30 to 5, I'd love what, to be What age group uh, attends the tutoring classes? Mo- most of them are third through ninth. We have a few okay. that are younger, and we have some that are older, the the high schoolers and some of the middle schoolers. Uh, get through probably a get some remedial help. Sure, get know. there a little later. But uh, we have an incredible group of folks that do volunteer to serve. Uh, we just need more. And we're looking at trying to expand the hours a little bit and take the older youth that come a little later and, and maybe move them to other building. And uh, this is a facility that actually is uh, committed to technology. Uh, how many computer workstations do you have set up there? 
Uh, we've got about 24. Um, the community Bible again donated these uh, Chrome boxes, so they're very small and they're pretty maintenance free, and, and so the kids go and uh, they can do work on them or some of them play games. But the the basic premise is you have to do your work first, your homework or worksheet, and then you can go out and play. We have a basketball court that another family donated all the materials for out of their business. Um, so is the basketball court set up now? Yes. So oh, we have, The last time I visited, you didn't have that Yeah, yet. so we, we actually have two. We have one, one right beside uh, the house, our tutoring center. We have one where we do the block parties. Both were donated by uh, their bonds except Urban Concrete, uh, one of the many folks that's uh, helped us out. But um, so That's right on the corner there, right? Right. So, so when they're done with their work, then they can either go out and play on the basketball court or they can uh, work on a computer or we have a volunteer who's a woodworker so he does some woodworking in the garage on a four by eight uh, foot sheet of plywood and they make make some things and then we have one of my volunteers sherry mixon who's a part-time missionary now working on her support she uh she actually does finger knitting all kinds of crafts she's a, a artist and you know craft extraordinaire so we have other things just to learn and it's amazing we have boys and girls doing woodworking we got boys and girls knitting and getting their fingers all tied up in string it keeps them keeps them busy and doing something constructive so it's wow. just amazing to watch uh and you know really ministry is just not that hard god's already equipped us he's commanded us to go we have his holy spirit so we have unlimited power to do what he wants and he just wants us to live life with people the way we would our own family or uh you know our best friends so mm -hmm. you, you you take your gifts uh like this woodworker who was volunteering for a little bit and said hey i could do woodworking and mm -hmm. and then i actually have a businessman that's teaching an entrepreneur class to some youth and trying to help them develop a business which Praise is god which is fascinating because i'm hoping that'll take off and then some of the adults may say hey what how do i get involved and how do i uh, create a business because not everybody's intended to you know, have an eight to five job and that type of thing. But of course, entrepreneurship ultimately is about solving problems. And it would be mm -hmm. a great tool for them just to think about how to how to solve their problems that they have. Absolutely. Well, man, the uh, the uh, work has really expanded just over the last year or mm -hmm. so. And I'm sure that that has to do in part, again, with the uh, transformation of the Wheatley Courts area and and the conversion to East Meadows and so forth has contributed to that. But also, am confident that that the the uh, foundation mm -hmm. that you have laid you know over the years and the preparation that you have invested in over the years has led to this point sure. where you can really begin to see uh, great fruit being born through the ministry well and a lot of it is just uh, I think 10 years ago some of the prayer things we were a part of across the city that I know you've been involved with doing some more recently I just got a call from uh, one of the pastors at Cornerstone wants to do some kind of 10 days of prayer. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, whatever it is, if it's praying, if it's advancing the kingdom, we'll we'll figure out a way that we can facilitate or be a part mm -hmm. of it. So uh, I think of Natalie, Natalie Hardy and Eileen Vincent, who prayed for the city for years. I don't I don't believe that's disconnected from what we're doing on the east side. Absolutely it's, not. Uh, you know, Rooney Brandstrom and those Amen. folks working on the west side. So the prayer is, you know, it's the foundational piece. Uh, we believe in it. We also have a prayer time every Sunday night with just whoever comes to our activities. And uh, even though it's a few of us, the the answers to prayer we've seen in the last three or four years are just amazing. Um, and it doesn't have to be 3,000. It could be two or three of you just faithful to ask the Lord to be uh, to be who he is, the Lord of what we're doing. And uh, he just shows up and does amazing things. Well, thank you so much, uh, Mel, for coming today and uh, sharing your heart, as, as you always do. Every time that we're together, uh, you just are... 
your your heart is just out there, and uh, I appreciate that about you so much. And I just want to uh, say a final word to to those who are listening to to please uh, validate uh, the work of urban missionaries in San Antonio uh, by supporting them, by coming alongside of them, by reaching out to them, by, by just saying a prayer for them. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just grieved uh, so often that we overlook the work of urban missionaries in our own city while joyfully and excitedly uh, supporting the work of foreign missionaries, as we should support foreign missionaries, but, but we should also elevate uh, the position and the honor uh, that we give to urban missionaries as well. Um, I want to take a moment to just thank my strategic partners who have made this broadcast possible today. Uh, the Joshua Initiative, Jesus Lives in My City, Abba Fathers Christian Store, Champions Media, The King Movement, and of course, AM630, The Word. I'm Gene Hildebrand. Engage.